We live in a time where masculinity is shamed and men don't know what it means to be a man. As a pastor and counselor, I've spent the better part of my life equipping and training others. My goal with this show is to translate my hard-earned experience into tools and tactics to help you become stronger as a man. This is the Brave Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Valentin. Have you ever found yourself in a spot? Or how often do you find yourself in a spot where you're struggling to regulate your emotions or you're working hard to? You feel overwhelmed, uh, maybe by a failure that happened, maybe you get triggered, and then you're just flooded with these emotions. And all of us are emotional beings. We all have uh, different levels of emotion throughout the day. And For starters, our emotions aren't bad. None of our emotions are bad. Whether you feel sad or lonely or they're not bad, we've talked about this before, emotions are a gift to us. And they're not something that you're trying to have. They're just something that we have. And there's so much talk nowadays about how to regulate your emotions healthily, healthy. And I like that. I talk about it a lot. So, you know, making sure that you're using self-awareness, knowing when you get triggered, knowing what you're feeling, knowing why you're feeling it, uh, using objectivity. uh, When you're feeling something, being able to not just do what your emotions want you to do, but go like, wow, what is really happening right now? And what am I going to be happy that I chose even though I feel this way? And um, Even learning what your triggers are or noticing the physical symptoms, like those are all pieces to really becoming a master at regulating your emotions. And engaging in positive self-talk, right? Like when I'm not doing well, can I talk myself uh, through this place and, and actually figure out what's the story I'm really telling myself? Those are all incredible tools to regulating your emotions. But I want to give maybe a life hack here because as much as we need to have those tools because you can't predict life. Things happen. Uh, We get triggered and the very meaning of getting triggered is that something happens inside of you that you weren't wanting, weren't trying to happen. It just happened. It got triggered. But to me, there is a ultimate like Trump to this. And there's two things that are really important. And, and so I want to start with this. The first one is how you interpret what season you're in, what's happening in your life, what's going on inside of you, around you, who God is to you matters so much more than you having great tools to regulate your emotions. Because here's the thing. If you can learn to really tap into God's perspective on your life, like deeply, I'm not talking like this thing that we do as believers sometimes where we're just like, naming it and claiming it, but we don't actually have a deep conviction about it. I'm talking about like, I have this deep conviction about what 
season I'm in and what God's doing in my life. And if and I have a deep understanding of why I am I'm at where I'm at and the good that's happening in my life. If you can do that, it changes everything about your life. Imagine that you were in a really hard time. You're you're just in a, having a really hard season. And you had an hour coaching appointment with God. And you sat down with him and, and you're just explaining like, man, nothing I do is working out. I'm having all this crazy unexpected stuff coming up. Like I'm getting caught off guard. It's just nothing's working out. God's advice to you is he would look at you. He'd be like, son. Like, so I imagine myself in this, in this particular instance, he'd be like, Jay, let me tell you something. Let me tell you what's happening inside of you. When you're in a season where things are challenging, when you don't like it, when it feels really tough, you're not being broken down. You're being built up. And although you may feel weaker in the moment, it's the only way that I could grow you stronger. And he would say, a man whose faith has never been tested is a weak man. A man who's not testing his faith, a man who's who doesn't have perseverance built up into him because he doesn't have to persevere, that's a weak man. And like God's coaching session, that, that one hour coaching session would be like James Wan, right? It would be, hey, consider it pure joy or hilarious laughter. That's James Wan. When you fall into unexpected trials for the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And when perseverance runs its course, you will lack nothing. Imagine living this life that we live, where the only way to grow stronger, to reach your full maximum potential, is through endurance working its course in your life. And it doesn't really matter. Like physical endurance, yep, that's how you get stronger. Emotional endurance, mm mm-hmm. That's how you learn how to carry more. Spiritual endurance, yep. Bible talks a lot about that, right? Like we got to move out of this milk drinking season. We got to get into the meat, right? Like we got to go deeper spiritually. Well, how does that happen? How does all that stuff happen? It happens through resistance. The challenge with that is we so often misdiagnose where we are at in life. And therefore, because we misdiagnose where we're at in life, we just feel so uh, overwhelmed or discouraged or depressed or anxious. And therefore, we're having to regulate all these negative or hard or challenging emotions that come out of not actually recognizing the incredible gift and really, honestly, the process of life, the natural process of being alive, the natural process of being alive is like you start with nothing, you start weak, and you work your way through trials, through tests, through persevering, through overcoming, through failing, through learning, through trial, 
through research and development, through another person, iron sharpening iron, you know, through feedback, you become a stronger, more developed, more mature human being. Like that is the only process, guys. That's it. That's the whole entire process. And knowing that that's the process, we have this great advantage, don't we? The great advantage is you know that anytime you get into a challenging season, it's good. It's it's great because you're growing stronger. Anytime that you're in a new season of discovery where you're like, man, I feel I'm being tested. It's great. It's like... Uh, the guy who goes to the gym, right? Imagine that you go to the gym. I go to the gym. I work out. Go to. I work out with my friend uh, regularly. And I don't show up there and start lifting weights and be like, oh, man, I'm just getting weaker. I was like five minutes ago, I could lift this 50-pound dumbbell. But now, like, I can only do 45s. And I can only do the 45 six times instead of 10 times. Oh, 10 minutes later, I'm like, golly, these 30 pounders are just crushing me. What is wrong with me? I'm going nowhere. And by the way, I'm doing that day after day after day. Like, look at how weak I am after every time. I'm just so weak. Like, that's not actually the commentary, right? You guys are laughing or you're being like, oh man, yeah, duh, we all know this. But the truth is, is that's our, that is life, right? If you are, if you know somebody or you're that person who's working out day after day after day, the commentary on you is you're getting stronger. You're becoming more responsible. You are reaching, uh, you are, you are going into further depths, uh, of growth mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. You're maximizing your full potential as a human being. You don't go to the gym because you want to punish yourself. You're not like, oh, I'm going to go put myself through this really hard time because I'm just a horrible human being. You don't. But so much of our commentary, right, on life is like, life's so challenging. What did I do wrong? I thought it was supposed to be easier. Or, man, my marriage is so tough. Like, we're just, we're just failing. It's like, well, whoever told you that life was supposed to be easy or that an easy life is a great thing. And whoever told you that having a hard year is a bad thing. Like, where did we get fed that propaganda? Because to have an easy life, to, to not have to regulate any emotion, to, to not have to use these tools would, would mean that you are a, a pretty weak, pathetic person. So, the question, right? The question for us, and I'm talking to myself too. Like this is how I come up with this stuff as I think about my life. And I start to challenge myself, right? Like I get in my face and I go, wait, hold on. The way that you're seeing your circumstances is all wrong. Like you're having to overcompensate all day long because you feel triggered and you feel triggered because you're misdiagnosing what's actually happening in your life. You think that God's not for you. You think that you're being punished. You think that it's harder than it's supposed to be. You think that you don't have what it takes. You think that this is lasting too long. Oh, and you think that you're being broken down. Your commentary on you. on So this is, I'm talking to me as much as I'm talking to you. 
And when you start to really break it down, you go like, how much better is it to live life from a place of victory instead of fighting for victory every day? From living from a place of what's happening in my life is good, is really good. And you wake up with that. I heard uh, Jocko Willink, if you don't watch the Jocko podcast, you're missing out. Jocko's awesome. He's a Navy SEAL. Uh, he led a bunch of groups in Navy SEAL. He's an incredible man. Um, but he has this video. It's called Good. And he just goes through all these different scenarios. And you should watch it. But he, he starts out. It's, he's just like, uh, the mission's lasting longer than it's supposed to. Good. Uh, running out of ammo, good. More tired than you want to be, good. And he just starts going through all these things, right? And and you like, I'm. You get pumped up. There's some cool music behind it, and you just like listen. And you start to to go like, yeah, no, it's so true. That is so true. If you have that mindset in life, you can't lose. And that's what I love about James one, right? It should be a life first for all of us. Consider it pure joy or hilarious laughter when you come into unexpected trials for the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And when perseverance runs its course, you will lack nothing. Guys, are you letting, are you allowing, are you embracing your faith being tested? And by embracing it, I mean you're welcoming it. You actually feel responsible because you are pushing yourself, putting yourself in places where you're being challenged. And I'm not talking about bad, stupid stuff. I'm talking about like you're in the game. You're showing up, you're in the game, but mentally you're going like, this is good. This is great for me. I'm a young leader and I'm failing and I'm learning to lead and I show up every day. This is great. This is doing good things in me. Oh, I, I didn't have a father and I'm, I'm, I'm wanting a father and I'm realizing I don't have a father and, and that's really painful me, for me. That's really good. Like I'm growing and I'm learning and I'm going to different places. I'm a, I'm a, a husband and I've been a husband for quite a while. My marriage isn't doing well and I'm in a lot of pain uh, because of that, but that's good. Like, I, I can do something about this and I'm being stretched and molded and grown and my faith is being tested. And I'm having to press in and rely on God and rely on my brothers and rely on, on myself to, to push through and persevere. And this is going to be my testimony because everybody loves a testimony, but we don't love the test and everyone loves a miracle, but we don't love the fact that we need a miracle and everyone loves success but we don't love the opposition that comes before success. But we need to, and we should. And we're working so much harder every single day because we feel like we shouldn't have to somehow. And then we get caught off guard. Hey, Brave Comen, I want to talk to you about our Foundations of Masculinity 12-week video series that we created for the guy that wants to grow stronger as a man. If you want to become a better leader, a better father, a better husband, have better relationships, this course is for you. And here's the thing. You get 12 incredible videos that literally walk you through step-by-step on how to grow. You also have homework with each one um, that is honestly pretty effective. And lastly, you get access to our private Facebook group. We're on there chatting with you guys. You can ask questions. You can connect with other men that are just like you. Go to braveco.org to check it out and you can sign up today. So that's number one. Number two is 
how you see God, your view of God and you, your view of how God sees you, God's plan for you, your view of God's role in your life is so vitally critical to how you interpret life, how you interpret the season that you're in, how you interpret what's happening to you, in you, around you, through you. Uh, you know, if you're in a really hard time in your marriage, but you're so convinced that God's a good father and that he's here with you and he loves you and he's helping you through it, you're like, this is going to work out. And you just have that peace. But if you don't have that knowing, that conviction, that connection with God, then everything is so terrifying because our number one instinct as human beings, our strongest instinct is our instinct to survive. And God is your main source for direction, protection, comfort, unconditional love, healing, mercy. Like he's your main source. So imagine what happens if you don't trust him, you're trying to be your source, right? Challenging things are coming, you get afraid, and then you go, how can I control this? And you go like, oh my gosh, this feels out of control. My life is out of control. And the truth is, is like, no, you, you didn't bring yourself into this life. And you don't actually get to decide what happens to you 10 minutes from now. The only thing that you control really is what happens inside of you. That's it. That's the control that you have in this life is your ability to choose. So you can imagine how vitally important it is to have this connection with God, this deep belief, this deep conviction that you are a good father who loves me and I am a son who you are well pleased in. Do you remember when Jesus was baptized in the Jordan before he started his ministry? Jesus gets baptized by John the Baptist and he comes out and Father God says to him, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. This is my son in whom I love. Why was that so important? It was so vitally important because Jesus hadn't started his ministry yet. He hadn't done any, he hadn't performed the bulk of his miracles. He hadn't, he hadn't uh, worked hard. He hadn't raised up the disciples yet. So before Jesus could ever do anything majorly, he did a couple small miracles like turning water into wine. God said, I love you just as you are. This unconditional, raw, wholehearted, before everyone, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Wow, how vitally important is it that we realize you can't perform for God's love. You don't get any more love because you read your Bible this morning, you led three people to Christ, you made a million dollars, you had this great idea. God doesn't go like, now you are more lovable and more valuable and more worthy. He doesn't. And I know that this can be hard if you got the opposite message growing up, right? Like obviously, if we all grew up in perfect homes and had perfect fathers and this would be way less of an issue. But now it's your responsibility, it's my responsibility to begin to cultivate a relationship with God where I wake up in the morning and I go, I'm your son. You're my father. Would you father me today? God, I want to know you. I want to be so completely convinced of your love for me 
that I trust you to be my source for protection, direction, comfort, unconditional love, healing. And I know that's a massive journey for all of us. And I'm not saying, hey, you should figure this out in one day. But it has to be the path that we're on, right? Because ultimately, when we trust God completely, it changes my perspective on where I'm at, what my mission is, what my responsibility is, what my purpose is, what I can and can't control, and how he's going to come through for me in his perspective on me. And it changes what I'm feeling and what I'm experiencing, what I'm going through day in and day out. I now have this thing called hope that energizes me. I'm in hard times and I have hope, no problem. I'm in a good season and I'm full of hope, awesome. That comes from this deep conviction that he's got me. He's got me taken care of. And I don't want to negate or downplay the importance of self-awareness and um, understanding your triggers and engaging powerfully in positive self-talk, but there are levels above that and there are foundations below all of that that create what you experience internally. And it's important for us to know because then you can start addressing it, right? Like if you're having a really hard time connecting with God and seeing him as your father, you can do things like read my dad's book, The Supernatural Ways of Royalty, or uh, John Eldridge has a really cool uh, book called Fathered by God. Um, You could spend time in the morning literally just making room, praying this prayer like, God, I'm your son. You're my father. Would you father me? Like you could do some counseling appointments to work through the pain of your past. Maybe your dad wasn't a great father to you. And so you've got some pain there. You could get a Sozo appointment from Bethel Transformation Center that will really help you. What is a Sozo? It's a, it's a Holy Spirit led journey that helps you to connect to the Godhead, Father God, Holy Spirit, Jesus. And we help you unlock like the four doors in your life, like sin and um, anger, self-hatred, sexual sin, and help you get connected. I mean, there's lots of ways to do it, right? But the starting point, the starting point is with us realizing we need a deeper connection with God, right? Like a, like there's this call, there's this cry to a deeper, more intimate connection with the Holy Spirit, with God, with Jesus, to where I see how he sees. I feel how he feels about me, about my life, about the the challenges that I'm facing. And I get so flooded with who he is and 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 his greatness and and his heart for me that it goes so far beyond anything that I could face. And honestly, that's my prayer for us today. And that's my prayer for you is that you would experience God's love on such a deep, tangible, physical way that 
you would have an encounter with him. Literally an encounter with him. Could be in your dream life. Could be in your thoughts. Could be in your emotions. He could come to you physically. Where you would experience him as a incredibly loving father. That so much that it changes your perspective on where you're at. It changes your perspective on who you are, on your value. It changes your perspective on, on how you feel about the mission that you're on. And there's this great exchange that, that God's given us And it's this, it's your anxiety, your pressure, your fear for his peace. And it's in um, Philippians 4. Philippians 4 says this, it says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness and kindness be evident to all God's near. If you need anything, feel free to let God know. And then it goes on to say, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind. It continues in the next paragraph to say, finally, if anything's lovely, holy, pure, awesome, ridiculously cool, think about those things. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind. Here's the coolest thing. There's this mode There's this like, there's this cheat mode that we get to opt into and steward in our lives that God created for us. And it's this mode where we get into rejoicing. Rejoicing about what? Rejoicing about who he is. Rejoicing about what God's done in our life. Rejoicing about the beautiful things, the trees, the birds, the animals, the whatever. Whatever it is that you have to rejoice about. And it's not negating the bad things that's happening. It's not turning a blind eye to pain in your life. It it isn't that. It's actually including all that. Like I choose to rejoice even over my circumstances. Because as I do that, I'm getting a revelation of who he is and a revelation of what God's doing and a revelation of what he's going to continue to do. That's a testimony, right? That's what happens when we rejoice is we get into testimony mode. And what is a testimony? It's the spirit of prophecy. Why did they say that it's the spirit of prophecy? Because let's say that I give a testimony about where God came through for me. My marriage was suffering. I now have a great marriage. I was stuck in porn, no longer stuck in porn. I was stuck in addiction, no longer stuck in addiction. And here's what you hear. You get hope. Why do we get hope when we hear a testimony? We get hope because you look at me and you go, oh gosh, if you could do it, I can do it. If God did it for you, he'll do it for me. That's what starts to happen when we get into this mode and we begin to rejoice is we go beyond the circumstance and we go into this place of what he is doing. What is happening? We begin to rewrite the real story of our life, the real story of our circumstances, the real story that's happening. And man, there is just so much power in this. Honestly, it's this is how I got out of my OCD. 
This is how I got out of my nervous breakdown. This has been the biggest game changer in my life is is understanding James 1 and Philippians 4. They're not just life verses. It's food. It's my daily supplement. It's my, this is like what sustains me. And now I've done it for so long that it's like, it's so exciting. It's, there's so much life in it. And this isn't something I just woke up with one day. This is like the cultivation of like all the hard things that I've been through and seeing like, oh my gosh, it really is good. Look at the fruit on this side. Look at what's happening over here. Look at, look at all the great stuff, the abundance that's come from this harvest. It's incredible. So I want to pray for you guys. Father, I thank you for every man and even the women that are watching. Lord, you know us. You love us. You designed us to, to win. You designed us for greatness. God, you designed us to live in abundance, to live full and healthy. And Lord, just the same way that I see my kids, God, when I see my kids, like I don't want to remove the obstacles in front of them because I want them to be strong. But I also don't want them to feel alone and hopeless. And God, I ask that you would come close like a close father and that you would bring restoration and healing to those that didn't have a close dad. Lord, that you would bring restoration and healing to those that didn't have good brothers. Maybe places where there's trauma in their life because of what they experienced in their past. God, that you would come so close and heal those places, Father, so that they can experience your goodness. And Lord, I just ask that seasons would shift in people's lives where they once felt like everything's going bad. What is wrong with my life? Lord, that there'd be a shift in perspective and that that shift in perspective would be a catalyst to abundance, that you would unleash and release a harvest in their life. And God, I just ask that this would be a breakthrough season for all of us, that brave co-men could say, man, it's a season of testimony. It's a season of miracles. It's a season of breakthrough. And God's abundance is being showered out over everyone. God, would you do that in each person? In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, I'm proud of you. I'm thankful for you. Thank you for listening to the podcast week in, week out. And uh, stay brave. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to the Brave Co. Podcast. If you like this podcast, would you please rate it, review it, leave us a great comment. And if you like this episode in particular, share it with your friends and family. That helps us to spread the word. Guys, stay brave. We'll see you next week.